Hello, everybody, and welcome to the NASDAQ Dorsey Wright podcast for the week of October 18th, 2021. I'm Jay Craig Manny here joining me this week is Sarah Maley. And hard to believe we're talking about October 18th. Uh, if, if you uh, live in and around the Richmond, Virginia area, I uh, hope everybody had a nice transition from summer to fall and one day in Saturday this week as temperatures fell uh, pretty dramatically. But fall is in full effect. Um, and when we go out there this time of year, as it relates to the market coming on off of the heels of the third quarter, this is the time of year where we uh, get to see a lot of uh, companies reporting earnings. And last week really started that third quarter earnings report in earnest uh, with a lot of the banks, a lot of the financial names reporting. And, you know, a lot doing so were met with very positive, uh, generally speaking, very positive um, reactions to the earnings news that was coming out and uh, of a lot of the big names. And, and that has led to uh, some strength within the financial sector. Financials in general have been uh, pretty strong this year as it relates to their performance of, uh, in the top two and three uh, from a performance perspective for the better part of the year. Uh, but last week, uh, the, the news as it was coming out of some of the financial names actually led to some new highs, uh, especially in XLF, which is just the financials uh, uh, select sector spider ETF. So uh, we continue to see positive developments there out of, out of financials. Uh, this week, we'll, we'll see what the earnings season uh, has, to, has in store for us this week with a lot of uh, technology names, a lot of big uh, high profile names that are reporting this week as well as next week. So uh, we'll certainly be sure to keep an eye on that. One of the other things, though, Sarah, that we were talking about that uh, we've been keeping an eye on, and a lot of people, I think, around have been keeping an eye on, specifically as it relates to, uh, I guess, in, in line with, with financials and, and potentially, you know, a currency, I, a thought, uh, is the idea of uh, cryptocurrencies, and specifically Bitcoin being at the forefront of that, uh, potentially becoming available to investors via an ETF. Now, there's been products out there in the marketplace that have provided some exposure to uh, to some individual coins that are out there. And there's even some indexes uh, that are designed to track some of the uh, a broader basket of cryptocurrencies. But uh, to this point, at least in the US, there has not been an ETF that has been available for Bitcoin or any cryptos. There's some uh, overseas or some uh, in, in Canadian markets. Um, but that's one of the things that uh, the SEC chair uh, has recently come out and said that they're going to take a hard look at. And there's some uh, at least news uh, looking like there could be uh, that ETF reality coming very, very soon. So what we wanted to do, Sarah, is you know, spend a little bit of time today looking at the crypto space from a from a uh, from a, uh, a technical perspective. Um, there's lots of different uh, information out there in terms of why cryptos, what cryptos are. Um, you know, we have we track a number of the cryptos within our database. And so if we're looking at, you know, just the crypto market today, what, what are some of the things that we're seeing as it relates to the, uh, the charts? Yeah, Jay, so we've seen um, a lot of chat out about these days of, of Bitcoin, and we've seen the that positive news, if you will, reflected on the chart of, of Bitcoin, which can be found on our site with the uh, dollar sign symbol BTC. This chart has given two consecutive buy signals with action over the last week. We've actually seen it push through overhead resistance that dated back to May. And so now this chart has one level of resistance to go before marking a potential new all-time high, which would occur at 66,000. 
520 on this point and figure chart. We saw, you know, this chart hit an all-time high back in April, and then we we saw it give uh, five consecutive sell signals where it found support at 30,473, which is a level that was held first tested and held in January, and then again we saw that level uh, tested in June and July. So significant support there at that level, um, and then you know if you were looking to track uh, additional coins. We do have uh, additional point and figure charts available under chart lists uh, and then under crypto assets. So a bunch to choose from if, if you're interested in the space. But there's also one other way to chart or to, to follow along the overall pricing um, and performance of a basket of crypto assets. And that's the NASDAQ crypto index symbol NCI. It's made up of 10, in, uh, 10 coins, 60% is going to be really allocated towards Bitcoin, 30% Ethereum. And it also includes Bitcoin Cash, Filecoin, Chainlink, Litecoin, Uniswap, and Stellar. So again, that's the NASDAQ crypto index. Uh, you know, those coins have met liquidity screens. There, there's all, you know, sorts of, um, you know, the uh, evaluations that's going on to make sure that they are liquid enough to, to be held in this index. Um, and so again, Bitcoin, with that being the most popular, if you will, and um, you know, probably most heavily traded, that's going to make up uh, a little over 61% of that index. And so we've seen that index rally over 10% over the last week. Um, it, we've been tracking it now since April 26th, and it is, again, available under, under symbol NCI if you were looking to um, track just the performance of a, a basket of crypto assets. But moving on into other, uh, you know, it, back into U.S. equity markets, if you will, um, one chart that I was mentioning to Jay earlier that caught caught my eye uh, was the 50-point chart of the S&P 500. So we've seen that default chart give consecutive buy signals here, it remains off of its highs, but we have seen that 50-point chart, which is a very long-term view of, you know, scaling back out, taking that super long-term view of, of the S&P 500's price movement, we've seen that reverse back up, up into a column of Xs after a brief pullback this month. Um, the This chart had been trading straight up into a column of Xs uh, since April. And so, you know, after six months, it did experience that pullback and now has reversed back up into Xs. And now is uh, one box from matching its all-time high um, at 4,500 and then two boxes from, um, you know, another consecutive buy signal as well as a new all-time high. So, so that's one chart that I think is it's a beautiful chart if I can, uh, you know, from my my analyst perspective, that is a chart that I, I've been following for a while. And I, I really just, you know, even with the the movement, um, you know, during the COVID sell-off where it gave those consecutive sell signals, that was a very uncomfortable period. But I think that this chart is very indicative of just, uh, you know, the, the brief pullbacks that we've seen in an overall healthy, um, healthy picture of this particular trend chart. Uh, but Jay, I know that you were, you were discussing, um, you know, some other charts that have maybe consolidated um, or getting near, near, cl getting closer to um, potentially breaking out. Yeah, you know, and, and you mentioned that 50 point S&P chart, Sarah, and you, you look at that and, and really what it does is allows you to take a step back and, and gain some perspective on the market. You go back and you look at the sell signals that generated, you know, back in March of last year and subsequent buy signals since then. Um, but it's a chart that has just, you know, consistently for the better part of the past year and a half now produced a series of higher tops and higher bottoms. 
And especially when you get into a month like last month, a month of September, you get into periods earlier back in March of this year where some volatility begins to creep back into the market. And, and you know, volatility that we haven't seen in, in a while has been going on a year and a half now that, that we've seen a 10% pullback in the market on average that happens about once a year. Um, so certainly a, a pullback would, would be within the very normal confines of market movements today. But you look at a chart like that, whether you're looking at the S&P, whether you're looking at individual stock, or, or even going back to our discussion earlier, whether you're looking at uh, something like Bitcoin, uh, utilizing the charts, looking at the point and figure charts can help um, reduce some of the noise that's out there in the marketplace. Um, not that it, it would, you know, Bitcoin certainly is, is as volatile as there is out there, but you still, you look at a, a, a point and figure chart of that, you look at it on the scale that we have it on there, which is on a, on a five percent scale and it helps just slow down um, that chart a little bit it helps provide a little bit of longer term perspective uh, for those of you who are looking and investing like i said in the crypto space or in in, in any individual stocks and so you know, last month you saw the market pull back uh, in, in the month of September, which is, you know, historically the worst month on record for the market. October is, is a month, too, that historically has brought brought with it some volatility. Um, but now you look at the S&P, it's, you know, within 2%, within about a percent and a half of those all-time highs. Um, so we'll see if we're able to get there in uh, in this month or as we move through uh, into November. But you look at a number of other indexes outside of just the uh, S&P 500, um, and one of those areas is small cap. And small caps are, are an area that have um, generally done okay. They haven't performed as well, uh, at least the Russell 2000, as well as the S&P 500 has this year. But really what you've seen is the, the, the you look at a chart of like the iShare uh, Russell 2000 ETF IWM, and that chart, you know, since February has just traded in this very tight range between uh, 210 on the downside and 230 on the upside. Uh, the chart reversed back up in August and is close to hitting that 230 level again, which would be the fifth time this year that we've hit that level. So if you're able to clear that, that's one that, that I just set an alert on on my chart here uh, as we were talking through this, um, but set an alert at 235. That would be a breakout to the upside, would be a new high for IWM, would be a positive sign uh, for, for small caps and, and, and IWM specifically. On a downside, 205, if you fell down, reverse back down, hit 205, that's going to be a breakdown and violate that support that's built up there at the 210 area, a support level that has held three different times um, this year, most recently back in the July-August time period. So, you know, very interesting. You know, certainly, um, as we continue to move forward in the market, the overall trends of the small cap index uh, specifically, as well as uh, the vast majority of stocks remain positive. Um, but you, what you're seeing, especially as the market's pulled back a little bit, as we've seen some of this consolidation, um, you know, you're, you're looking at those levels and, and making sure you're aware of where those key uh, levels of, of resistance are, as well as key levels of support are uh, on those individual charts. And that can be seen here. You know, we were talking about some individual names. Uh, there's a lot of large cap growth names that are reporting earnings this week. There's a lot that had similar activities early in the year. Where you know, you, you think back to some of these you know big cap growth names, and you know, the, the first three months, four months of the year, they just kind of traded sideways in this range, and then ultimately were able to break out to the upside and move to new highs. And, and maybe that's what you're seeing to some extent with small caps uh, as we move uh, move through uh, through the market from here. So that'll be uh, important to watch, interesting to watch. Um, you know, one other thing that we did want to bring up as it relates to um, upcoming events, 
Um, uh, there's a couple, a couple of those. One specifically later this week, um, we're doing a webinar in conjunction with ProShares as well as ETF Trends. That's going to be on October 21st, um, where we'll have Tom Dorsey, Chuck Fuller from our side will be talking um, about relative strength, specifically as it applies to uh, relative strength on the NASDAQ 100 and looking at some individual stock um, there in terms of how we apply that relative strength ranking within the NASDAQ 100 universe. Um, so look forward to that. If you are interested in that webinar, I would encourage you to sign up there. If you're watching this through YouTube, there's a link uh, there in the description. If you're on our research platform within the report in the where you were section, there's a link to sign up for that uh, webinar there. But um, Sarah, with that, I think that's that's about what we had to cover today and, and you know, wanted to, to look at the cryptos. If you have any questions as it relates to Bitcoin or, or the 50-point chart of the S&P or anything else, uh, for that matter, we're here to help you. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, as always, we thank you for joining us on these podcasts this week and look forward to talking to you next week.